Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again. Just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 117, How to Take Care of Yourself. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. How are you all? I'm so excited to be here today. I'm actually (laughs) recording this podcast at Carolina Beach. And if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that this is one of my favorite places to come. In North Carolina, my friends have a beach house here. And they, you know, have times when they're not spending time here. And I randomly asked if it was available for a couple days this week. And it was. And so the kids and I packed up and drove down here after work on Monday We've got two and a half full days here of just hanging out and uh, giving the kids a little break before they go back to school. (laughs) Y'all, it has been exactly a year and a week since they have not been in school. So it was really interesting when um, when the fall school time opened up in August. I had actually scheduled a week here at the beach house, which was supposed to be the final week of summer break, but because of the pandemic and because school shut down earlier than normal the year before they decided to start school early so the last time we were here which was like the third week in august they had their first experience of online school and now they're experiencing their last experience with online school fingers crossed (laughs) i know it could very well change but it's kind of full circle and they thought it was really interesting too. And they're the they're the ones that actually told me that like the last time we were here was our first week of online school. Now it's the last week of online school. So we're just trying to soak it up and take advantage of the last time that we might have online school, you know, forever. Who knows? So we're enjoying our time and chilling out, going to the beach. It's cold um, and kind of foggy, but we still love it. I love being by the ocean and connecting with the energy of the ocean. And we have our favorite spots that we go to. Um, if you're local, the veggie wagon is one of our favorite spots. They have like a really awesome coffee bar and you can get homemade milkshakes and baked goods and just really yummy things. Um, and then there's a little pizza place that's around the corner. And so it's just really nice to have like a routine when you go on vacation, the same places that you like and memories that were there. Um, this is probably, I don't know, our fourth or fifth time coming down to this exact location since the kids and I and Pete have lived in North Carolina. My husband's at home enjoying, enjoying some peace and solitude. (laughs) He has been amazing. He has taken the brunt of the managing my youngest, um, online school work. So they share an office together and he calls my youngest name is Arlo. He calls Arlo a raccoon in a tin can <laughs> sitting next to him all day doing his work. And so I was happy to give my husband a break. And then I'm going on a trip the following week without the kids. So we like to pay each other back that way. So anyway, we're having a good time. But I wanted to talk to you all today about taking care of yourself. And a lot of a lot of you guys have families or 
you might be, you know, maybe the college kids are going back to in-person or, um, you know, you've got smaller kids that are going back to in-person or maybe your kids have been in school this whole time. It really does vary state to state and county to county. Or you might be, you know, going back to an office environment or maybe you're getting excited to see somebody or your family that you haven't seen in a whole year. And maybe you're thinking about traveling again and you're thinking about getting back out there in the world, right? And I want to advise you during this podcast that you might think about doing these things. And even though you really miss them, like you miss some of the things that you used to do, they might also scare like the shit out of you a little bit if you think about it, right? And I just want you all to know that this is normal. We've been in a pandemic for a year. Everyone's lives has been affected. Every single one of us. We've experienced sudden unexpected change, which affects our emotions, our mental health, our physical health. Our brains have been in survival mode, making quick adjustments, learning how to do things a new way, all the while figuring out like how to stay alive, right? It's no joke. We've lost people that we've cared about, right? Like close family members, friends, relatives, coworkers. And we may have even been sick ourselves with this, right? We've lost jobs. Our kids have suddenly been home with us 24-7. And all of this has had an impact on our mental health, whether you see it right now or not. And you might have some underlying anxiety about things opening up again. You might really be judging people on getting the vaccine or not or, or not getting them, right? <laughs> or judging them about where they're going or where they're not going. All of this is normal human behavior. But most of us haven't experienced something like this pandemic before. To have our whole lives suddenly change and everything we did for a year on year on year come to a screeching halt. Our brains are adjusting to this and have been in survival mode. So as things open back up and we start to take actions of going back to school or work or traveling or seeing people we haven't seen in a year, our brain is going to need some time to adjust again. Our brain has now adapted to this new way of living. And we're about to go through another change. And I want you to be set up for success while this happens. And it might happen slow. It might happen quicker than we think. So today I want you to t- I want to talk to you about how to take care of yourself in this next season of change with the pandemic. And many, many of you have done significant work on cutting back on how much you're drinking during the pandemic. And if that is you, you're a badass. Because, you know, all of the articles are circulating now about women and the drinking and rises of issues with major alcohol use disorder. And if you have been working on this this past year, you really do need to acknowledge that for yourself. And the other thing I just want to acknowledge is if you notice yourself drinking more and starting to worry about what is to come, take a deep breath and relax. There's nothing wrong with you, okay? It's so important for y'all to remember how our brain is programmed. Remember the motivational triad? I talk about it all the time. We're programmed to seek pleasure, avoid, avoid pain, and save energy. So when we're unsure of how it all will happen, or even if we feel excited about seeing our people again, we might still feel nervous or scared. And when we have that low-level hum of not feeling great, you might find yourself wanting that extra glass of wine when you didn't plan to have it, okay? Expect this. So if you don't want to do that and you want to be as mentally healthy as possible as we start to transition again, I have some tips for you today, 10 of them, okay? So maybe pause this, go grab your notebook. (laughs) Tip number one, drink loads of water. This is probably the the most effective thing I can tell you to do. Water is the freaking cure for so many of our issues. 
even our emotions. Water helps things move. Our emotions are movement. E-motion. Okay? Our feelings are a chemical release from our brain. They flood into our body when we have thoughts. That anxious vibration you feel or that hollow sadness or that elated joy, that is your emotion, which is a chemical compound that has been generated and released from your brain into your body. Water helps those feelings move through your body. I know I always feel better, have more energy, and can think more rationally when I'm well hydrated. And I was thinking about this because this is sort of like a theory that I think I thought I made up in my head. I'm like, it has to make sense that when I drink water, I feel better, like emotionally, not just physically. <laughs> so I did a little, re- a little research on the topic, and it's true. I like Google search drinking water and mental health, and I found this really short um, blog and the Massachusetts Public Health li- Library blog. And I've linked up this in the show notes of the podcast as well, but I'm going to read it. It's real short. Our bodies are made of mostly water. So when our water supply gets too low, the effects can be far reaching. Dehydration upsets the body's natural balance and can affect our physical, mental, and emotional health. Did you know that being dehydrated can affect your mood? If you frequently find yourself feeling nervous, easily irritated, or sluggish, you might be in need of some H2O. Just like being hungry can affect our mood, so can being de- being dehydrated. Being even mildly dehydrated can contribute to low energy, anxiety, nervousness, depression, and trouble thinking clearly. Being dehydrated throws off the delicate dopamine and serotonin balances in the brain, natural chemicals that can increase and affect depression and anxiety. One of the fastest and easiest ways to improve your mood is by drinking a glass or two of water. Getting hydrated can quite literally calm your nerves. Water can also be found in foods we eat. Fruits and vegetables like oranges, watermelon, tomatoes contain high amounts of water. Try not to wait until you're already thirsty to fill up, but drink lots of water in between meals. It's also important to drink lots of extra water when you've been through a stressful or traumatic event to flush out cortisol. In stressful times, our bodies produce the stress hormone cortisol, and too much of this hormone is bad for our body. So do your mind, body a favor and fill up on water. Okay, so I'm not making this up, y'all. Drink your water. You should drink a minimum of 64 ounces of water a day. Okay, tip number one. Tip number two, journal. (laughs) Journaling, writing in a notebook, or simply writing out your thoughts every day is good mental hygiene. Think of journaling like brushing your teeth for your brain. You don't feel good if you don't brush your teeth, right? You feel kind of gross, icky, not clean. This is what happens if you let your brain get filled with too much worrying thoughts and doubt, anxious thoughts, judgmental thoughts about what the people are doing wrong, <laughs> negative thoughts about yourself, etc. So what you want to do is, is beginning today, decide that you're going to have a regular journaling practice. You begin with just writing out the thoughts that are in your head in the moment. So maybe you write at the top of your notebook or journal, what am I thinking right now? And then let your brain tell you and you write out what comes to mind on your paper. Another good question is what has been on my mind lately? Or what am I worried about? Or what's coming up in my, that might be stressful? And then just start writing your stream of consciousness thoughts. Set a timer for five minutes and just write and write and write and write. Don't worry about grammar, spelling, or making any sense. Just dump out all of your thoughts and do not edit them. They're just sentences in your brain. It's okay that you have them. Get them out of your brain onto paper. This practice is cleansing for your brain so you don't keep all that unuseful thoughts stored in there. You want to keep thoughts in your brain that will help you move through your life, not keep you stuck. Tip number three is sleep. Get good sleep. 
Set up a relaxing, nourishing bedtime routine and get at least seven hours of sleep. Limit technology at the end of the day to get good night's sleep, right? We don't want to just be laying in bed with one eye open scrolling on Facebook. <laughs> May have been doing that, <laughs> right? And, th- and you also don't want to pick up your phone and start scrolling and like infiltrating your brain with media first thing in the morning. Restful night's sleep is so important to reset your brain and the energy waves and everything that you need to take care of yourself. Okay. So establishing a really nice calming bedtime routine will help you set up for success there. Tip number four is move your body at least 30 minutes a day. Now don't argue with me about this. Okay. You can break up the 30 minutes. You can do, you know, three 10 minute walks or walking in place for 10 minutes a day or you know, do some gentle yoga for, you know, three, 10 minutes a day, but you want to move your body at least 30 minutes a day. Exercise improves your mood. Getting outside with nature is the best if you can, even with weather issues, connecting with nature, noticing the birds, the spring flowers, new life emerging. It just helps reset yourself when you connect outside and get fresh air. All right. And this is not for weight loss. It's just to help move your body. Our bodies are meant to be in motion. Our bodies are not meant to sit around all day. Okay. Tip number five, don't over drink. <laughs> you knew it had to be in there, right? Do not over drink. Commit to not drinking when you are feeling stressed, worried, anxious, or overwhelmed. Alcohol is no tool for these feelings, y'all. When you drink, when you feel this way, you are training your brain to require alcohol to feel better. Instead, make a cup of soothing decaf tea, grab your journal, and process what you are feeling on paper. Okay? Make a hard commitment to yourself to do that. Tip number six, move slowly. Don't rush through your day. Give yourself extra time to move from point A to point B. Be gentle with yourself and other people around you. Don't rush to react to what people say or do. We are all experiencing loss, grief, and worry, and people might be acting out from these feelings, have some sympathy and compassion for others as we all navigate through this change. The biggest tip I can give you around other people and moving slowly is stop judging them for what they're doing or not doing. When you judge other people, that makes you feel bad emotionally. And then when you feel bad emotionally, we do things like over drink. Okay, let it go. Tip number seven, get coaching. Get regular mental health support. If you don't have a life coach, considering hiring one. Hello, me. (laughs) Joining my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. Get a therapist. Find a private life coach. Somebody that can help you navigate all of this so much better than you can on your own. And it will help you stay on track towards your goals. Talking to someone is always a good idea. Invest into your mental health. Remember, our lives begin in our heads. You guys hear me on that? Our lives begin in our heads. (laughs) Strong support is critical in these times. You have probably all been seeing articles circulating, like I mentioned, about the uptick in women drinking during the pandemic. This is a real issue that is going to have long-term consequences. Don't let yourself go without the support you need. Tip number eight, find pleasure for yourself every single day. This might be the form of like sitting down for five minutes and eating your lunch without staring at a screen or looking at your phone or talking to other people. Notice how your food tastes and have gratitude for yourself that you're feeding yourself well. Wear cozy, comfy pajamas. Have real nice, clean sheets. Clean out your car so that you enjoy driving it to and from work or school. Go check out a juicy beach novel or self-help book that you've been dying to read. Establish an evening skincare routine that you enjoy. Schedule some sexy time with your partner. 
and plan time to be by yourself doing the things that you love. I can't express this enough. This is what I help my clients do incorporate into their lives. You want to fill your life with things that make you feel good. Okay. Whenever we're starting something like losing weight or stopping over drinking, a lot of times we get hung up and we focus on what we're taking away instead of what we're adding to our life. So you want to add pleasure into your life so that you don't constantly seek the quick artificial uh, pleasure in the form of a glass of wine at the end of the day. Okay. Tip number nine, be nice to yourself. Do not beat yourself up when you find yourself feeling bad or unmotivated. Don't judge yourself for not doing all the things. Notice when your brain wants to tell you that you should have done things differently. You should be going outside or you should be exercising or, and berating yourself in that matter and let that go. Don't do it. Redirect your brain and decide to be nice to yourself. Okay. When you're hard on yourself, that makes you feel bad again. And what do we do when we feel bad? We try to escape those feelings. Remember the motivational triad, seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, saving energy. So consciously make an effort to be nice to yourself is tip number nine. And finally, tip number 10 is make a goal. Pick one small thing that you'd feel really good accomplishing in 30 days. Maybe it's drinking 64 ounces of water every day or writing in your journal every day for a month or cleaning out three closets or walking every day for 30 minutes. Pick something, commit to it, put it on your calendar and do it. You'll feel better for it and you'll gain some confidence that you can still do things even when things feel uncertain. And as we wait for <laughs> directives on how things are going to be unrolling, okay, you still have a lot more control and can make significant growth happen in your life when you make small goals like this. All right, my friends, those are my 10 tips. I'm just going to review them real quick with you. Number one, drink lots of water. <laughs> number two, journal to establish a daily journaling practice. Tip number three, sleep. Get at least seven hours of nice, restful sleep a night. Tip number four, move your body at least 30 minutes a day. Tip number five, don't overdrink. Commit to not drinking when you're feeling extra emotional. Tip number six, move slowly. Don't rush through the day. Take extra time to move from point A to point B and stop judging people. Tip number seven is get some coaching or some regular mental health support. Tip number eight is finding that pleasure for yourself every single day and noticing the pleasurable things that you do. Tip number nine is be nice to yourself and stop beating yourself up. And tip number 10 is to make a goal that you can do in the next 30 days. I love you all so much. Now, the people that will take all of these tips and actually act upon them will notice a significant change in how they show up as things start to shift and evolve in what we are doing in our lives. And the people that don't, well, <laughs> they won't feel as good as you do. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful day. And don't forget, if you want to join me and stop over drinking and start living my six-month small group female-only coaching program, click the link in the show notes, watch the three videos, and get your applications in, my friends. Have the support when you need it. We'll talk to you soon. Didn't we